guys, welcome back to Thought Bubbles. This is the first time that I've done uh, the video portion, uh, which is a lot of fun. So this is really cool. Um, as always, my name is Tony, and I am joined by the the incredibly awesome guests that I have tonight. So I have Mr. Kevin Ketchy from uh, shit <laughs> <laughs> from a lot of places, man. It's a lot of places. From a lot of places, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm yeah from uh, my Instagram is Watch Horror Films. That's the one I mostly yes. use. But I go back and forth between Watch Horror Films, Kevin Catch, Night in the Comments. So it's a lot to keep up with. Yes. But dude, thank you so much for having me. I cannot wait yeah, to talk about this movie, absolutely. and it's uh, just uh, an honor to be here. So thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. It's great to have you guys on here. Um, and then I also have the lovely Miss Jordana back again from Pretty Killer Podcast. So this Hello. is going to be a fun one. We're going to cover Scream mm -hmm. 6, uh, which is the uh, newest installment in the Scream reboot-ish franchise. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what they're calling it right now. <laughs> um, uh, first thing I got to say, and just to let everybody know, this will be spoiler heavy. So if you guys have not seen the movie... Definitely don't listen to this first. Go see the movie, gather your own opinions, and then come back here and we'll deep dive onto this. Um, so oh, yeah. first things first with this movie. Oh, man. Uh, so Scream is one of those franchises that I hold near and dear to my heart. I saw the very first one when I was probably way too young to see it. So I was probably like maybe, maybe six or seven, maybe six. And... Fell in love with it. I was like, this is creative. I like this. This is fun. I had watched Halloween before and I was like, okay, I like how this is like contrasting everything that's like what Halloween did, mixing it with like a new generation of horror. So I kind of got that vibe from it at such an early age. And then of mm -hmm. course came Scream 2, Scream 3, and then we had a decade long <laughs> uh, gap and then we got Scream 4. Um, mm -hmm. And then, of course, got another decade-long gap and got Scream 5, or Scream, yeah. and uh, <laughs> now Scream 6. So the thing with these movies is they're very divisive. Um, a lot of people tend to hate the third, fourth, and fifth ones, and those are the ones that tend to get the most creative kind of commentary on it, so... Um, what's really funny about these is after seeing this one, I actually went back and rewatched all the ones that are so controversy heavy. Ooh, nice. <laughs> and the, th <laughs> the third one, the third one, of course, you know, has like its issues, but it's not mm. that bad. People I love three. I love yeah. three so hard. Yeah. Me too. I think I'm the third like, one is so little, much fun. You know, advocate for three. I'm like, why does three and Roman get so much hate? Like I... <laughs> Yeah. It, I mean, it is very, it's totally different than one and two. Like, it, it's definitely more like yeah. goofy and comedic, but like, it's still grounded with like some, some social commentary. That's a little, it's pretty relevant today with like the sexual assault stuff. I think Sydney's great in it. She's not in it a whole lot, but I think yeah. she just brings all, oh, she always brings it, man. And so that brawl with her and Roman at the end, I love it. I love the dialogue, the back and forth. And this was the first one I saw in theaters when I was a kid. And so, I mean, I'm biased because of the nostalgia, but I just always love Scream 3. I just think it's so fun. And yeah. it's, it's overhated, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I yeah. think it's Sydney's best performance. Like, I think the, yeah. 
scenes where she is out of the house after the encounter with Ghostface and she's crying and talking to Mark. I think mm-hmm. that's the most that we see like raw emotion from Sid being so strong. And I love yeah, that she, we absolutely. saw that. And then we saw it, like Kevin said at the end with Roman, you get that, like you see it in her eyes. Like she knows she has to kill him, but there's that connection. And she, I feel like she understands it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I love that part about three. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I, I do feel like it's definitely like overhated for kind of no reason. It's yeah. just one of those that's considered like the bottom of the barrel. And I'm like, yeah, you man. still have fun, right? <laughs> you still have fun. It's so much <laughs> like, fun. Like, I, it confuses me. So then I went down the line and I watched Scream 4, which I remember everyone hated Scream 4. I saw it with a group of friends when we were in high school. And I remember it was right after graduation and we all went to go see it. And they were just like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> mm-hmm. I was just like, you know what? It was a, it took a different route and I feel like it succeeded in the route that it wanted to take. Mm-hmm. And I had fun with it. I think, I personally think Jill is probably one of my favorite ghost faces easily. Yeah. Like I kind of saw the hints of it coming, but I wasn't sure. And by the end of it, it was almost like a whole 360. And I <laughs> love the way that Emma Roberts was kind of like that delicious kind of like turnaround where it was just like, she oh yeah, flipped the switch. Just, she was just evil all of a sudden. And um, and then of course you, you gotta like hand it to Hayden Panettiere as Kirby because that mm-hmm. was like the MVP. Which is one thing that I will say that when she did die. <laughs> in Scream 4, I I think that was probably the most pissed I was about a character dying, but I accepted the fact that she died. Right. So when news broke that there was that Easter egg in 5 that she was alive, and then she signed on for this one, I was like, oh, why? I'd, mm-hmm. I'd rather would have just had her dead. Like, it, yeah. Mm, yeah kind of deludes the whole reason of it which is also going to fall back on some other commentary i'm gonna have on six um five the only thing i can say is hot garbage hot yeah dude garbage (laughs) man it's i mean all these movies have a big following all these movies are loved by certain groups of scream fans and that's awesome i'm not going to tell anybody hey you are an idiot for loving Scream 4 or Scream 5. I just know which ones that I love and which ones I don't. Um, There's a big, big fan base for Scream 5, and it's got a high rating. I've never understood that. That's that's the one movie in the franchise that I cannot voluntarily watch, ever. I have so many problems with that movie. If, If you know me, you know my disdain for it. I just think it's so contrived and boring it's such a boring screen movie but that's just me though it was hard to like get into the characters too like of course there's Mm going to be new characters and like accepting that that's fine but i felt like i couldn't connect with any of them the way that i connected Mm -hmm. with previous you know characters and very just i don't know like forced and the reveal i was just hated the reveal i hated because we lost dewey and then finding out who killed him that like really pissed me off because yeah like, no. yeah. yeah really we started with the um the non-physically imposing killer reveals and four 
However, I love Jill as a killer. I just think that makes the movie. It's really yeah. unique. It's it's fun. Um, it's crazy, but it's entertaining and enjoyable. And I appreciate the swing that they took. And then we get into five, and it's Amber who's like four foot nine, and she's gutting Dewey <laughs> from the back and the front, and yeah. she's lifting him up and. And then we get Richie, who is my personal, I hate Richie so bad. He's my least favorite killer, yeah. just for a lot of reasons. He just really annoyed me and the, the commentary about fan fiction and the stab stuff. And now, you know, we'll get into Scream 6, but the whole shrine was his stuff and his family. Just fuck that family. I hate yes. Richie. I hate his family so bad. So I, I hated the, the reveals in 5, and I hated the reveals as well in six. Oh <laughs> yeah. I you was know. so, but like, I remember sitting in the theater because I, I saw scream six, um, at a fan event. So I saw it on, mm. uh, like the Thursday before and they had like the 3d fan event. So I got like the poster and all the stuff. I was super excited. Um, after sitting through the movie, I was just like, you know, didn't really know what to think of it. I was just like, eh, yeah. you know, and then I kind of thought to myself, I was like, maybe it was the fact that it was in 3D, which, side note, don't see this fucking movie in 3D, because it does <laughs> nothing for this goddamn movie. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> like, it has no reason to be in 3D. That is just Paramount cashing in. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about, like, scenes that would have been relevant in 3D. Like, what would have, you know, like, I thought... an odd choice. The resurgence of 3D, choice. like, with Titanic and now Scream 6. I don't know what they're doing with that. It's, it's so weird. It, I, it's yeah. just money. It's just money for Paramount. Sure. Um. So then I decided to see it again the, the next night, and I was thinking, okay, well, opening night will make a bigger difference, because the crowd that I was with on the fan event had no real reaction to anything. So I was just like, okay, you know, usually a crowd that you're with can always interpret how you, mm -hmm. how you see a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw it. So I went to go see it opening night on Friday and crowd was like super active, super into it. Everyone was like clapping and cheering and laughing and screaming. Everybody was just like all into it. And I still had the same feeling. I, once yeah. it got to the third act of the yeah. movie, it just. <laughs> I just felt myself starting to fizzle out. Like I was checking my phone. I was like, oh God, like this just drags and drags. Yeah, did this movie feel super long to you? Um, oh, for yeah. me, a lot of people said like this movie flew by and at times mm -hmm. it did. But man, once we kind of get to that weird scene where they're in the park, where they're like baiting Ghostface, which was weird. I was like, what? what time is it? What are we doing? <laughs> I felt so weird at that point. And it felt, it really started to drag for me there. Yeah, uh, but my audience had the same reaction. I saw it opening night, and there wasn't really any like laughter or applauses. Everyone was just kind of just like, "Okay, this is a, we're we're here," kind of a thing. It wasn't the crowd wasn't very active, you know. Yeah, yeah. I saw it last yeah. night, and we had like a a small crowd in ours, which was fine because I just I hate when people are like super chatty, like when you're trying to like focus oh, God. on something oh, like God. this. Because I've Trust been me nuts anticipating is because i said i didn't want to watch this and for the longest time i was like i'm not watching six and then as it got <laughs> closer i'm like okay i'm gonna go see six and <laughs> I, we had a snowstorm and we couldn't go the one night and i was so pissed because i wanted to finally talk to people about it they're like did you go see it i'm like no so saw it last night and there was applause and there was like a reaction and i kind of just sat there like 
what are you applauding? Like, what did, <laughs> what did I miss? Yeah. I think these screen movies, yeah. these newer ones are very, um, digestible screen movies. And I, with like the comedy and the writing, it's all very on the nose and surface level. And yeah. it just feels very like this generation. Does that make sense? It just doesn't feel like there's much depth or like groundedness Absolutely. or true, like levels of horror and trauma and charm. Like the, the first three had, in my yeah. opinion, it, it lacks very much yeah. and you can feel it. And you, I feel like, I, I want, I try to pull for things and then it's mm -hmm. just like, it's so forced and it's so like, un it I don't know. Forced. I just I can't. And I love, yeah. I love the marketing campaign behind this one too. How they said that it was the most brutal and scariest scream yet. And I was just like, where was the brutality? I They had it there and they just did nothing with it. Yeah. I, I honestly think the best scene out of the entire movie was probably the bodega scene. I love mm -hmm. that. I feel like I that like scene that created like the perfect amount of tension. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. still kind of squandered it in a way, but I feel like it set the scene with what I feel like they really, really wanted to achieve and what we really wanted from this movie. Yeah. And then they kind of just left it and just abandoned that and just kind of went to the normal, just whatever this yeah. is. Yeah, I think, you know, I don't want to put this. I think there are moments of nuance in this movie and there's moments of creativity, but I almost feel like it's like boxes that radio silence checked off because they heard the fans wanting it to go somewhere else. They wanted a different, they wanted new things, new, new imagery, whatever. And I feel like instead of following through with that, they're just gimmicks. They're just like, Hey, we're in New York city, but we're not really going to utilize it that well. Um, Ghostface has a new mask, which felt very much copy and paste from Halloween 2018. And then, yep. um, you know, they're bringing Kirby back, which in my opinion, just felt like total pandering, like for fan service and feeling the absence of Sydney yeah. that, that's what that felt like to me. And so there's really, no, and they're also like mimicking Scream 2. So there's nothing really that creative or unique in Scream 6. It's all very convoluted and just a copy of a copy of a copy. Yeah. It, it yeah. makes me wonder if they're hopping on the Halloween trilogy of 18 kills and then ends. You know what I mean? Like doing one where they were in high school, two, they're in college, three, what are they going to go to LA and it's going to be like, a, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I feel like. It's, I wanted something original. I thought that there, this was going to be something different. And then, you know, I tried to avoid spoilers, which I, it was almost, I couldn't do it because every, you know, just comments. And when people would say, you know, no spoilers, but describe something, I'm like, well, fuck, like I, I now kind of know because <laughs> yeah. it's not really spoiler free, yeah. but I do see it as like a scream to knockoff. Yeah. I avoided everything. Oh, I saw yeah. the first trailer and then I completely like muted everything. I didn't want to see anything because I had, I, even though I was like not a fan whatsoever of scream five, I was able to kind of like forgive it in a, in a sense, because, you know, taking the keys to the scream franchise and following Wes Craven's footsteps is a daunting major task. And so I was like, you know, maybe I can forgive that movie and see if they can correct their mistakes. And in my opinion, they just kind of were, they, they 
they did some good things, but they also like stuck with a lot of the problems I had with Scream 5. Um, I was going to say something else, Jordani had a good point, but I rambled on too much and now I'm lost. So (laughs) y'all go ahead. I was like, I need to get notes because I'll go off on a tangent after tangent after tangent. Oh, there's so much to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, there really is. There really is. One thing I do want to bring up with this one is, and kind of like a fault that I saw in Scream 5, is that if you're going to bring back all these legacy characters, you killed one in the fifth one. Yes. We need to have more of them die. We can't have these people continuously coming back. Like, I know they're they're great. They're fantastic. You know, I love Courtney Cox's Gale. Like, nobody can replace her, of course. Yeah. But, I mean, she's been in the movies since the first one. She's been stabbed. She's been, been punched. Thrown. She's been beaten. She's been, been done. Shot. Like, she's been <laughs> shot. You know, <laughs> everything has happened to this woman. And I'm just like, no one has, no one can survive that. In no real retrospect. Well, especially in these newer screen movies where people are yeah. getting gutted and shot multiple times and they're mm-hmm. just totally fine. They're, yeah. they're yeah. the next minute cracking jokes. We're good. Yeah. Mm, that was another problem I had with this. Um, but to, I, go ahead, Jordana. My bad. No, so I just, I felt like no one died in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, some throwaway characters died, but, but oh, nobody yeah. that had any gravity. And to your point, talking about the legacy characters and killing them off, I don't mind them killing legacy characters off. I don't mind them being in these mm-hmm. films, but make it make sense and make it respectful, exactly. make it organic. And when they kill Dewey, you know, he's my favorite character in the franchise. And so that sucked. Um, yeah. But if Dewey's going to go out, he needs to go out saving Sydney or Gale. That's the only way to kill Dewey. That's mm-hmm. the only acceptable reason to kill Dewey. And, yeah. At, man, I hate saying this, but whenever we get to the apartment with Gail, I wanted her to die. Not because I thought, not because I was like, it's it's time for us to move on. I hated what they did with her character. She felt mm-hmm. like she regressed so much because, you know, she lost the love of her life. And like these peaks and valleys, all the ups and downs we've been through with Dewey and Gail has suddenly evaporated. There was no grieving. There was no funeral. There was no reminiscing. She had a new man, a new book, an amnesia of all these events from, you know, scream one, two, three throughout her whole life. And I just, I hated that. It just, she just felt so bleak and foreign to me. And um, I just, I hated it. And then they do the same thing where they have her be really dumb when she's fighting Ghostface, and it felt like the same kind of thing they did with Dewey, where they just stand over top of him, like that. They're not going to do that, and no. so that all yeah. really disappointed me. Bringing Kirby back felt weird, and I even put in my review today. I was like, as much as I love Sydney Prescott, she's my favorite final girl ever, mm-hmm. always will be, because she brings like Nev Campbell brings so much emotion, like real human emotion and gravitas to that role. She's such a badass, and I feel like she does not fit into these new radio silence movies because these characters just don't feel realistic. And the choices that these directors are making and the writers are making do not make any sense at all. And so I don't want to bring her back because I love her too much to be treated like these other legacy characters. Yeah. 100%. You said it perfectly. Cause that's exactly Gail. I, I wanted her to die because we saw the, t- the, Oh fuck you, Gail! Goes to Sam or Sam goes to punch her. Then Tara punches her. Like oh. it's been done how many yeah, goddamn times? The first two times, fine. But like, can we find something new to bring mm-hmm. to the table with Gail? And if not, then let's put it to rest. 
in I a, wanted to see exactly. I wanted to see Gail broken. Can I not see Gail just like mm -hmm. a broken human being? I know she's assertive yeah. and she's a badass businesswoman. She always will be. That's why we love her. But yes. she also has a soul. And how how emotional would that have been if we saw her broken and we had this character arc taking us to seven where she's broken, she's grieving, but she's still there for like her friends and she's I just thought that would have been so interesting interesting to see Gail like be more human and broken. I wanted that. Instead of yeah. her being this one note, yeah. I write books and I'm I'm mean and, and, yeah, well, and yeah. assertive. <laughs> it just felt very lacking to me. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you know to to have this this kind of character next to these characters that Radio Silence is bringing in, you know? And there's a lot of people that I know that actually don't like Jenna Ortega. I don't mind Jenna Ortega. I actually like her. I think she's fine. Um, I, I, if people who know me, they know that I cannot stand Melissa <laughs> Barrera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I cannot stand her. Um, any movie I've ever seen her in, horror or not, I, she just does not fit to me. And to see her in this as like the main final girl and then to be the daughter of the killer of the very, very first one. So the very, very first killer. It's, I don't know, like I have no connection to her whatsoever. Even if I will say they did give her more of an arc in this one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I still feel like she's just such a bland addition to this franchise. I think her, she was dealt a really tough hand having her be the daughter of Billy Loomis, which already makes is already stupid. Um, yes. But then you make her, you make her see visions of, of this guy and he's like giving her advice and like cheering her on from beyond the grave is just so absurd. And that's never what Scream was intended to be. So I think seeing that in Scream 5, we're already like, I don't like you. And so I actually really liked her a lot in this movie. There is, there's a line of dialogue. I don't know if you guys caught it, but I think Radio Silence and Melissa Barrera heard all the backlash and hate, which I think is very valid, first of all. But there's a line of dialogue in Scream 6 where um, she's like, you know, it just really sucks to be hated so much. And to me, that felt very genuine with how the actress was feeling. And I think they put that in there on purpose. And so I appreciated that. And no, I don't know if it's just acting or dialogue or directing or all of it. But, you know, everything in Scream 5 was just very... Oof, very sour and tough to watch. And I think it deserved a lot of criticism and that's, that's part of the business, but I think she brought a lot of savviness and she had a chip on her shoulder in this movie and a backbone. And I, I liked seeing that for like the first half of the movie until it gets overly silly, um, yeah. like fast and furious, silly in the second half. Yeah. And then I know I'm really <laughs> long winded here. I'll wrap this up, but, um, Jenna Ortega. So I like Jenna Ortega. I think she's very talented and charismatic. However, I did not like her in this movie. I thought she was really abrasive and too aggressive. Like, I know people grieve differently. Um, I get that. But she just felt very aggressive with Sam. And she was making these decisions with still in the cop car. And, and we execute these killers. It all just felt really over the top for me. And I, I liked the moments with her and Chad. I thought that was very soft and sweet. And we needed that. Yeah. But the majority, I just was not connecting with Tara in this movie. No. Yeah. I don't really, I, to be completely honest with you guys, I don't like Jenna Ortega. I don't really see the appeal. And that's just me. Like, I don't really care for X. I like, and I know she wasn't like a major part, but I just felt like 
there was so much hype with that movie and I just felt like it was a porn with a little bit of a slasher in it, which was fine. Like everyone is entitled to like their own thing, but I just don't see a lot from her. Like I didn't like the opening scene in five with her. I felt like it was mm-hmm. very forced yeah. to be like Casey. And I just, I just don't like how they're trying so hard. Mm-hmm. With these two. So, you know, maybe it is a, a bad hand that they're dealt, but I just don't think they're for the part. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. They, they definitely took her character in a weird direction with this one. Yeah. So I feel like they made her a little more unlikable. Unfortunately, I, I don't know. I mean, besides, besides those two, I, I do like Chad a lot. I, I do I like him in Chad. this one. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought he's he the best character in the movie to me. It's, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the best character in the movie to us. Yeah. For sure. Um, in the fifth one, I think Mindy kind of held that crown for a little while. Yeah. And then, it, you know, the movie itself just kind of toppled over. So it, that wasn't really <laughs> able to hold my attention on any character. <laughs> but um, uh, for sure, I mean, that's that's where I kind of bring it back, though. If you're going to, if you're really going to make these characters, like, change their personalities to make them either more relatable or charismatic or um, you know, cinematic in a way, you know, if, if you're going to kill them also, like the fact that he had, he was being held in that scene (laughs) and he was being stabbed by two different people at the same time. And he, you know, he, no, you're done. That's it. Yes. Yeah, dude, you're dead. You're gone. You're dead. And then it was the fact that I was already kind of upset at the fact that after Gail's chasing, she kind of fades out and I'm like, okay, she died. Yeah. And I knew she wasn't dead. I I know. They they were going to pull that trigger. I knew it. (laughs) I had this feeling. Once, once the paramedic was just like, we have a pulse. I was like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) What are we doing? No one's dying. Like, like I was actually pleasantly surprised with this movie all the way until the apartment dinner scene where they do the core four thing. I'm like, I, am I liking these characters that I hated so much in five? I'm like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of feeling this. They're like making salads, Chad and Tara are kind of like flirting with each other. I'm like, you can really Mm -hmm. feel their camaraderie and them bonding over what happened. I'm like, yes, realism. Give me more of this. And then the attack scene happens and um, Mindy's girlfriend, Annika gets completely gutted like she is gutted <laughs> and then they bring they drag her into the next room and they like close the door and she's like she says a line about positivity she's like try to be positive i'm like oh you lost me big there and then she's like up yeah. and she's like telling mindy to go first and she's on the ladder i'm like what are what are, what is this <laughs> what are we doing first of all like every scene like, I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to drag this out as much as possible to make it as tense as possible. Mm-hmm. But I feel like any kind of tense capability that those scenes had just went right out the window. When you have mm-hmm. these characters coming in here, like Annika, who is, like, she's bleeding out. Like, she's exactly. losing consciousness. Yeah. There is no oh, yeah. way she's still talking and breathing. There's no way she's still like, okay, like, I'm going to wait for you to hold the door for a second. <laughs> I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to hold all my organs inside. No, 
I love that. I, I really love that scene until I didn't like whenever they yeah. realize ghost faces in the room right next to me, they jump up and they huddle yeah. together and you're, and they're just staring. Like I, I was like, this is really well done. I can feel the tension and the fear. I, and like the sound design is really well done. And then he busts Sometimes out of that room really and throws good. the body on him. And then we're like, fuck, here we go. And then even when Mindy gets her shoulder slit, the, her acting's really good when she's trying to like barricade the door and she's getting weaker. I thought that was really well yeah. done. And then Annika gets gutted and she's on the ladder and it just gets so unrealistic and goofy. It and really does. How cool would that have been if she like started to lose her intestines like as she was climbing on the ladder? Just something uh, gnarly. Yeah. Give yeah, me but, that. Yeah. If you want to make it brutal, do something like that. Like have her like not to be as disgusting as possible but like have her <laughs> intros you know like falling out like, in between the oh dude water. like yeah have us please well, they advertise this movie as way more brutal and but it felt yeah. so neutered like get this it's movie some good. balls that's why i like terrifier 2 so much is because it goes for it it's yes. so brutal i want horror yes. in my horror movies Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I swear to God, like, Terrifier 2 rejuvenated the horror lover yeah. in me. And Tony, oh, yeah. like, we talked how long about yeah. Terrifier 2. That movie. Like, two and a half hours. <laughs> still, like, to this it's a day. Beautiful movie. One it's of my so all time favorites. And it's hard to, like, compare, like, a Scream franchise with it because you, you, we know that it's not that gory, but we were like craving right. it because we want to like it to intertwine. And I was hoping, yeah. cause like everyone said, it's gorier. It's so much like this and that. And I was waiting for it. And then, okay. The opening scene that we got, which I would love to hear what you guys thought of the opening scene. I don't mean to like jump yeah. around that like mm. body in the fridge. I was like, Oh, I mean, okay. Like this is somewhat promising in an opening scene, but like, yeah. are they going to continue it? And then mm -hmm. I kind of felt like the opening scene was a little bit, I don't know. Did yeah, you guys like, like it? started and yeah. then it kind of, it was almost like it started going uphill and then it just. And it was like. Fell off. I, uh, <laughs> this is, yeah, I'm conflicted. Of course. I loved, I, I love the opening a lot. Mm -hmm. I love Samara Weaving. I, I love her as an actress. Oh yeah. I loved her scream. It's so yeah. realistic and yeah. haunting. And so she's great. They don't ever, they don't ever, Radio Silence never really does anything creative with Ghostface when he kills. He just kind of like pops out of the side of the frame and he just stabs a bunch of times and that's kind of it. So I was like, oh, I thought they're going to do something more creative with the kill, but I love the reveal. I knew it was going to be the guy that plays Flash Thompson in Spider-Man. I could recognize his voice. I was like, yeah, please, God, don't let this guy be the, be the killer of <laughs> the whole movie. Um, no offense to him. I just, I couldn't get Flash Thompson out of my head. And no. so... It was cool. They revealed a killer. I was like, fuck, this is cool. This is really different. This is refreshing. Even though it was really unrealistic because he like derobed himself, demasked himself. He goes right into public. There's cameras everywhere nowadays. He would have got caught easily. But yeah. I love the opening until we get to his apartment. And then he's, the dialogue just ruins it. He's like, yeah, she deserved to die. She gave me a C plus on a test. I'm like, dude, no <laughs> one would say that. I want to like, maybe I'm just insanely moored but i but i wanted him to get back to his apartment and like throw up or be nauseous because he just killed somebody and yeah. so he's talking about he's got blue balls and she gave him a c plus i'm just like fuck man just be realistic for me but to yeah. jordana's point i love the fridge scene i thought the lighting was 
fantastic. And then ghost faces there and it looks great. And then it loses me again, whenever he gets stabbed and he's like, we have to finish the movie. I'm like, you would not say that if you're getting gutted, but no, then I like no. the, who gives a fuck about movies <laughs> line. I like that too. So it's, it's not the worst opening in the franchise, yeah. I guess it, but it could have been a lot better. But I like yeah, it. so much to work with. And, I, and it's, it's, it was refreshing to see that mm-hmm. because I'm like, okay, this is hopeful, but then it just kind of fell through, but I was happy. They showed, uh, Jason takes Manhattan. I love that little, that was, yeah, that little nod. Cause that's like my favorite Friday the 13th. And I loved, I wanted to see some sort of incorporation with that one. And this one, mm-hmm. I, you know what, honestly, I think the opening scene is fine. It's, it's a little rocky at times. Um, it's definitely not the worst. I do think five has the worst opening scene if mm. I had to compare them. Um, only because it was just people. And you know, that's, what's so funny is people complain so much about four being so like meta and so, you know, doing different things. And I'm like, but scream five was being so meta. Like it was being overly meta. Yeah. It's very like nauseous. It's very dialogue heavy in Scream Five, like where she's just in the kitchen talking for forever about elevated horror, and I just thought the dialogue was really rough. Like I think the openings in Four and Five are both pretty bad, but yeah, um, yeah Five. It's just it's really simple, and the dialogue is really weird, and it just doesn't feel. I don't know. It just doesn't feel right, and then Four is really weird. I don't. I think Four is probably my least favorite. I had to pick just because like it starts out okay and then once we finally get to the actual real human beings I feel like they're worse than the stab girls in the movie <laughs> they're like way worse I don't know yeah it's a, it's a coin flip like, like I rather would have like like for four I rather would have like switched it over and been like <laughs> you know Anna Paquin and uh Kristen Bell be the actual ones Sure. Like the actual girls. And then the other two, the other four, like just be in the stab six and seven or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck they were doing. Um, but uh, one thing I can say about this movie is about six is the scene on the train. I actually really hate that scene. Ooh, I didn't think you were going to say I, that. I know. I know. <laughs> People are very shocked when I say that. Every time I see that scene, it just, I'm just like, why? Why, Like, why are you doing this trope? Like, come on. You're going to break up the group. This is going to happen. Yeah, they could have done that a little bit better. Yeah. And, you know, like, also the problem with this movie is that I knew who the killers were by the first stabbing. So, like, when they were all together, like, core four in the apartment. Mm -hmm. And then, what's her name? Is it, not Olivia, what's her name? Uh, um, oh shit. I can never remember Quinn. her name. Quinn. Quinn. There we go. Uh, when Quinn dies, um, I knew it had something to do with her because you never once see him enter the apartment. You never once see him, you know, That's all true. of her, her murder takes place off screen, audio only behind a door. And then, mm-hmm. You don't know that she's actually dead. Like her body just flies out of the room. That's it. End of story. And people point. just freak out. Yeah. So like I knew I was like, no, 
I was like, I kind of see that. And then when they had that whole scene when they were like all outside and they were like, any one of us can be the killer. And then Ethan was just like, even me? I was like, oh yeah, you're it. You're one. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he was such a um, character. I felt like it was yeah, so he was weird. A terrible character. Terrible character. And I feel bad for Jack Champion doing that because he just like hopped off the train from Avatar, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, ugh. Like, I thought he was fine in Avatar, but let's just, like, here, I'm just like, oh, you're just... Yeah, this was the first person. movie I've ever seen him in. Um, I'm not aware of Same. anything. Like, this is the first time I've ever heard his name or seen him anywhere. Um, but going back to the subway scene really quick, I actually, you know, I think I'm I'm mad at that scene because it looks really well done and Mindy should have died. Um that's that's my yes. biggest issue with that scene. Like yes. breaking up the group, that would never happen. They would they would be locked arms. They would never get separated. But I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll suspend my disbelief. They got separated. What I want to have happen? Could you uh, imagine this? Instead of Mindy getting gutted and stabbed, and they bring her out of the train, she's like, "Oh, I got it wrong again," and she's making jokes. What if instead? she gets gutted on that train because they're kind of mimicking scream two, right? So yeah. Mindy is like Randy, Randy dies in scream two inside of a van, uh, inside van, of something, yeah. a transportation yeah. vehicle, whatever. Mindy could have died inside this train, like violently, like in, in where she's surrounded by all these people, she gets gutted, right? They find her, Chad, Sam and Tara find her gutted. They pull her body off the train. They are, completely broken especially chad like could you imagine chad just seeing his little sister be gutted they pull her from the train chad looks up across the tracks and there's ghost face staring at them and the train goes by they see like little glimpses of him as the train's moving and then he's gone could you imagine that if they had the guts to kill mindy instead of just having her joke and then go to the hospital they should man they know it's such a wasted opportunity would have been epic Kevin, like you need to be yeah. in film because that would have been, and that's what I was looking for was raw fucking emotion. Give me something devastating. Like, and I don't want to go off track on a tangent, but on Halloween ends, I wanted Lori to die. I wanted to have me that too. like, oh, so did I. That moment where I'm like possibly crying. It's emotional, like, and having that closure. And we got absolutely nothing. And then I did think that it was going to be the whole Randy exactly like two because i already felt like it was mimicking two so i'm like okay she's gonna die because they got separated and she's randy's niece so this is gonna happen and i was here for it she lives chad lives kirby lives like everyone fucking survives <laughs> and <laughs> like, you live and you're gonna live <laughs> you and you're live. Gonna... <laughs> no, i'm like yeah everyone was like stabbed like brutally stabbed mm. and i'm just like just die damn it like like, I get it. Like, we're supposed to like you and everything like that. We're supposed to root for you. But fuck, if you're stabbed, die. Yeah, and then <laughs> oh, the kill Dewey. Like, you have the audacity to kill him and, like, have it be final. But you cannot I mean, kill anyone else. Who knows if he's if he's even really dead at this point, the way these characters are getting gutted <laughs> and stabbed. He could, he could be alive and well. Well, um, might they're going to come back with Stream 7. The next yeah, one he's... might be getting the hallucinations instead of Sam with Billy. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Force ghost duty. Yeah. I mean, but I would, man, could you imagine Chad just seeing Mindy gutted him, just breaking down, screaming, angry, crying, 
Man, that would have really fucking done it for me if they did that. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was. I, yeah, there was. There was just so much potential they could have done with so many things, and it's just like they just. It's almost like they were scared to go that extra route or that extra mile, and I'm not I sure think so. why they were so scared. Because this is giving me flashbacks to Scream Three. Because Scream Three. Um, for everybody that doesn't know, but Scream 3 was, you know, of course, like, the most watered-down one of yeah, all yeah. the Screams. Yeah. And that's because, like, people complained about it, and they're like, oh, yeah, Scream 2 was too much. So they were really? just like, oh, I know. And I'm just like, I felt like Scream 2 was fine. Like, just how it yeah. was. Scream 2 was, like, Scream on 2 was the first Scream. Scream I, 2 I was thought... No, Kevin, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. No. You go ahead. I, I, you go ahead. My bad. No, no, no you go ahead. No, you hang up. No, I mean, I, I like Scream. I like Scream too. I'm not as high on it as um, a lot of people. There's a lot of goofy stuff with Scream too, like the boyfriend and like Sid doing this play. Um, but man, there's some moments yeah. of like really good tension, like the cop car escape scene. Oh my um, god! Yeah, uh, the the chase with Dewey and Gale inside the like the sound studio is so fucking good. Um, yes. So it, it's, it'll never live up to like the realistic brutality that the first one had. Like, I think that's why the first one is like so magical and like perfect. I remember I, that was my first scary movie I ever saw. First horror movie I ever saw was Scream. I saw it when I was eight years old and it made me super nauseous, but I couldn't look away. And that's that was my gateway drug into the <laughs> horror genre. Like, that's why I, this is my favorite franchise because of that movie. Um, and I, I love two and I love three, but. Um, man, that first one is, I mean, it speaks for itself. I don't have to go on a big reason why it's so perfect, but, um, Scream 2. Yeah. I like Scream 2. Um, don't love Scream 2. I don't know if we're going to do rankings at the end. Um, oh, but yeah, I'll, I'll hold can, off. Yeah. I'll, I'll hold off on where it ranks in my, uh, my franchise. <laughs> I love two. Yeah, I'm such a sucker for two. I think it's one of the best horror sequels. And like you said, the two chase scenes, Cece's scene with the call and him sneaking in, you know, saying, "Oh, it's oh, Ted." Yeah. Like, yeah, that scene is the perfect buildup. <laughs> and like the the shots that West did of like down on the ground, and then when she's looking up the stairs, like mm-hmm. fucking perfection. And I mm-hmm. love, I just, I think that two is, if you took out the Derek, I think I love you scene. If you cut that and you cut her play scene, <laughs> I think yeah. they might've had like another perfection, like one. I think those two, uh, scenes I could have dealt without or done without. Quick question yeah. real quick. Do you, have you guys ever thought that they flirted with the idea of Sydney and Dewey being together would you hate mm-hmm. that or would you? Oh, okay. So no, no yeah, you see I it too. It. Okay. Cause they flirt with you. Like there, man, there is an energy between those two. Whenever they lock eyes, like in scream two in the gazebo, Sydney lights up like a fucking Christmas tree. When she sees Dewey way more than she yep. looks at Derek. Like, like whenever she's with Derek, I'm just like all squeamy inside. I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I know he's supposed to be the good guy and he's good for her, but I'm just, I was never about it, but man, yeah. I've compared Sydney and Dewey getting together, like Rachel and Joey and friends. It, it makes sense, but I don't know if I want to see it, but at the same time, I don't know. I, I could see Dewey and Sydney getting together and he's very protective of her and he's He's just a good-hearted guy, he's, and I think he's got a little bit of an edge to him. And so, 
I wouldn't have hated that. I think they flirted with it a few times in the franchise for sure. So I'm glad you guys noticed that. I would have loved yeah. that. I would have. I, I always say that Dewey and Sid are the, the duo that I wanted to see progress. Like yeah. throughout the franchise, oh, yeah. I would love to have seen some sort of development in that sense. Or I love Randy and I think it would have been cool because mm. I think we lost Randy way too early. I think that progression mm-hmm. would have been nice to see. Randy should have died saving Sydney. He was in love with Sydney. He's always been in love with Sydney. He should have died saving Sydney. And Dewey and Sydney should have been the last two at the very end of Scream Seven. They should have made it all the way to the end because they're the ones we, well, the ones that I care about the most. And so <laughs> yeah. that's what I wanted. <laughs> I agree, though. I would have, I would have been there for that. That would have been perfection. Yeah, absolutely. Because I feel like Randy was definitely done dirty for sure. Yes. Like they, like at least killed him off in three. true but but i do love that little legacy tape in three it's so sad and funny it really is i love that scene but i agree with you it really is yeah it's it's good it's good you know it's and even though like his death is one of the most you know upsetting ones uh for the franchise fans it's one that's also so iconic because you remember it so vividly and it's just like the amount of it's not just like the amount of tension that it builds, but it's kind of like the amount of uh, character development it builds. Like you can see, like he wasn't afraid. Like he was keeping Ghostface. Oh yeah, he was just like he was like, you know what? Like I'm gonna get you, bitch. Like l- let's go. Like let, let's, dude. Let's so well said. That moment before he does die, where he is like, I'm ready to run through a wall for Randy. He's like. <laughs> Um, talking shit about Stu and Billy and like, you want to be one of the big boys, huh? I'm like, come on, Randy. Yeah, let's go. And then they just pull him into a van and they stab him three times and he's done. Um, like, uh, so <laughs> underwhelming and lazy. And I think even Wes went public saying that, yeah, we, we killed him too soon. We wish we would have held on to him because Randy's a fan favorite, man. And yes. But at least Gail has like, a really good scream when she finds Randy. Like at least Randy, they killed him. That's true. Gail has a really horrific uh, scream when she sees him, and so there's some weight to it. That is a complete. That is what am I trying to say? That's not what they do in Scream Five or Six. Like whenever they find someone dead, they they make a joke, and it's, <laughs> it's just it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. it's really that's it's really disposable. There's no like investment, and I don't. I don't, I don't mm. want to say it to be rude, but like, I don't understand how hard it is to have good character development. Like I fell in love with the characters from one and two immediately. Like some of my, my all time favorite in horror is those characters. And then I see, you know, I, I felt not to go off track, but I felt very slighted with Jill being the killer and being connected to Sydney because everyone hated the idea of Roman. Right. But it's okay for Jill to be related and then she, you know, and have that motive. So I was like, so why is it fair for Jill to have that motive? But Roman can have his, his moment yeah. in a sense. I, th- I think my biggest issue with the Roman storyline is the fact that they retconned Billy and Stu, like their yeah. motive where Roman was the one to like spark the mastermind. It. I'm like, Billy would never, Billy would never <laughs> listen to that guy. Ever. Yeah. That was no. my biggest problem with Roman. I like Roman. I think he's a great killer. And I love the, the the last third of that movie and the fight between him and Sydney. I think it's so well done. Um, yeah. But that's my biggest qualm is that they retconned the first scream. I never even thought of it that oh, way. Yeah. Now that you like say it that way, because I, I, I never thought like 
you're right, Billy would be like, fuck you. Like, I'm the one yeah, that did. Billy's not listening to, to that guy. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, no. Absolutely not. And you know that's that's where you can compare like the the final the final scene with uh, six and how yeah like it's a like already it's already very underwhelming that it's Richie's family like once <laughs> once they were just like yeah you killed my son I was like fuck it's god damn it he's Richie's dad. and they're all giggling like, and shit oh I know. man I hated it oh it so bad it made me so angry I, know. I, was like, I was like why do you guys have to be so basic <laughs> yeah but um you know it was the fact that when even when like when they were going on like i felt so bored mm-hmm. like it was just so like i i don't mind like a dragged out scene like i felt like you know like Ro- when roman kind of like revealed that he was a killer like it was a very you know dragged out act of the movie yeah. and but it was it progressed nicely because yes. you got so much yeah. into it that you were just like okay like I, i'm here for it like i'm here you know uh, I'm give me what you got. This one, it was just like every time they kept talking, I was just like, I don't care. I, it's I just really like shut up. I yeah. know. I was like, I was sitting in the theater. I was like, I really don't give a fuck. Like, can someone just stab <laughs> someone? Like, yeah. Can you like do something? Like, so yeah. Standing yeah. around and, like exposition, exposition, exposition. Like, I don't need exposition. Like, I just yeah. sat through two hours of this shit. <laughs> yeah, Richie's such an underwhelming killer. Like, just so. I, 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 again, I cannot <laughs> so for it to be like, oh, we got to finish his movie. It's like, who gives a fuck about yeah, and, he, and he, and he's the guy out of all the killers out of everybody in this franchise. Little Wani boy, Richie is the one that has all of everything in the shrine he has. And I'm just like, no, man, no, no, no. But back to, um, Tony's point about scream three, the ending, it is, it does get a little silly, but it's at least like silly and logical. Like at least there's some logic there. There's a sense of realism, even though we don't like it, they don't go too crazy with the dialogue. And then Sydney just freaking anchors it where she's like, why don't you get on with your whining? I've heard this shit before. Um, There's it there. Take some fucking responsibility. Like it's so well-written. And then in scream six, we got Ethan talking about alpha named Chad. Fuck. It felt good to kill him. And, (laughs) And they're all giggling, and it's just not realistic. And I don't know why they—I don't know why people write Ghostface Killer reveals this way. Why do we have to get so embarrassingly like over the top silly with these reveals? Like, why can't they just stay subtle and like angry and serious? Why does it have to get so over the top? And you know, then we get the whole Fast and Furious fight scene with Tara and Sam and. Detective Bailey and his two kids. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it, I was like, this is too much. It's going on too long. Like, like it's already bad enough. There's three of you guys. Like, someone needs to die. Like, come on, let's let's go. Oh Speed my it up. god, man! I, I was, was so annoyed. I wanted to walk out of the theater when we got to that part. I was like, oh, I'm like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Stop it! I just can't, can't do it. <laughs> holy crap what i was the thing that sucked about is i was kind of like hopeful i'm like okay this because it like it wasn't as bad to sit through as five so i'm like okay if they have a good killer reveal this could possibly be one of the more decent ones i've seen recently in the screen franchise from four five this one and then when that happened because me 
and I had like a couple drinks beforehand. So I'm like, oh, I wonder if it's like Stu's family. Cause I, the whole family thing, I'm like, who could be tied into this? But then what relevance would Stu have with Sam and those guys? Other than, you know what I mean? Like I was maybe yeah. hoping that we were going to get some sort of connection to a legacy character like Stu. Mm-hmm. Because I thought my theory for five was um, Richie was related to Khan. Because I thought, like, Richie looked like Khan. Yeah. I, I, I held on to that theory that. for such a long time, yeah. which obviously made no sense. But I just wanted some sort of, like, <laughs> you know, something with the past. And then when they said Richie, yeah. I was just like, fuck this. Boo. Big no-no. Big no-no. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, the thing I hated the most about the... the um, the reveal, the third act, the ending is after Sam and Tara go through all that shit of the the family of killers. They have the audacity to sit on the fucking steps and talk about. They had this little heart to heart about. Hey, Ugh. you don't have to be so distant. You can. You're you're fine. Like you don't have to let me go. While fucking um, Kirby is bleeding out. Chaz bleeding out. We're gonna sit. We're gonna hold hands, and we're gonna talk a, a little hard. Uh, that's what did it for me. Yeah. That moment. We're, we're, we're gonna sit here and have a fucking kumbaya while oh, goddamn man. Rich, Richie's movie is playing in the background. I was Wait, like, stop it. Was, stop yeah. everything. Just end. <laughs> just credits. Come on. Yeah. You know that what did so me in was at the end too. Was when they did whoever. <laughs> was coming out in the stretcher and then they they said we have a live one like they said oh, now, man. I was like don't you do not try to like play that line to make it like Fucking oh chad chad yeah. yes, um, like you know what that reminded me of i don't know if you guys have seen pineapple express yes mm-hmm. love that movie. okay so you know danny mcbride's character he gets shot like twice he gets <laughs> blown up in a barn and at the end he comes crawling yeah. out yeah. That is what it reminded me of. And I just yeah. was like, this is so absurd. Yeah. <laughs> it totally. Is is. <laughs> oh, it really man. Is. Red. I mean. Red, yeah. That, <laughs> um, I think that was the first time, if I'm not mistaken, that was the first time throughout six that Chad got attacked, right? Was yes. at the very end. Yes. Because yeah. they both came out and they. And they stabbed yeah. him, and Tara was watching. Yeah, all dramatic and yeah, yeah it's such a good performance by Mason Gooding too, where he's like just taking yeah. the knife wounds and he's bleeding out of his mouth. He's like, "Go!" Yes, and yeah. then it just doesn't didn't matter, man. It really doesn't matter. Like, yeah, I was so. Say, well, I would probably get like a a splinter, and I would die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, these <laughs> people get like all these stab wounds, and they miraculously survive. So I know they survive. They're perfectly good as new. Um, and you know, that, that upset me so much because it's just like, he gave like such a good performance of just like, I'm sacrificing myself for you guys to get the fuck out of here. And it's just like, to have you survive at the end is kind of like the heroic moment just made no sense to kind of even be. Would have been such a cool kill in the franchise, um, to have someone get, just burnt by two ghost face in front of someone that they love. I, I yeah. almost, I almost, I don't know if it, this would have held the same emotional weight, but I kind of wish it would have been the character Danny to get stabbed that way. Melissa Barrera's um, boyfriend and actually kill, oh, yeah. him, kill him instead of letting Chad live. But I think it hit us so hard seeing Chad get stabbed that way because we were invested 
with Chad in this movie with the yeah. the side plot of him and Tara, which is why that scene works so well. So maybe it wouldn't have worked seeing Danny get stabbed that way, but I go back to Scream 2 because they're mimicking Scream 2. Derek dies in Scream 2, and this is Danny's kind of like Derek, and I figured they could have, I guess, kind of copied that in a sense, but made that death cooler. So yeah, he. I felt like he was like the Punisher. <laughs> he reminded me of the dude that played the Punisher, and no, I'm like, all, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yep. what is this that they're trying to do? And then she was like <laughs> waiting on the step, and she's like, "Hey, you'll see." I'm like, "Oh my!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, like, and to be honest with you guys, I, I, I thought that Sam or Tara was the killer. I thought that they were going to do some sort of like they lost their shit, and they were the killers. I didn't really. I mean, obviously, I thought everyone was a suspect because you have to think that when you watch screen movies. But when I yeah, saw him, I was just like, he is so, like, random in this in this movie. Like, the neighbor that is through the window and, like, mm-hmm. they have the secret interaction. I'm like, okay, you're either making it blatantly obvious that he's a killer or he's just so unnecessary. I thought Tara was in cahoots with one of the killers. I, I saw a couple images of her yes. um, from the trailer or, or just some... Um, photos or whatever i was like there's something going on with her i thought the same thing in screen five like there's a reason why she lived there's a reason why she forgot her inhaler which where the fuck was her inhaler in this movie they just completely (laughs) disregarded that she don't have any breathing problems anymore it's only been six months like (laughs) you got over asthma like everyone's health is so fucking perfect in this movie like and even you know even gail said i'm not gonna even give these fucks any Anytime, I'm not gonna write a book about him. Um, I'm gonna write a book about a sheriff, or she, I thought she said she was gonna write a book about Dewey at the end. I can't remember, but then she just writes a book about Probably. the murders and same old, same, same, old, old. same shit. Yeah, no. same shit. New story. <laughs> there was one yeah. part in there that actually, what when she was talking about Dewey and they played his music, I got a little bit like, did you? Yeah, because like in in the in five when he died, I had no emotion because I was just so annoyed with this with the scene and how mm-hmm. they made him so like they it seemed like he was going to be really brave, but it was stupid. And he it was never do that. Like, yeah. Stupid, yeah, stupidity that we all knew that he would never that would never happen. So I was pissed with that. But when she was talking about it in this one and they played his music, I actually felt some sort of emotion, and I was just I was sad because I. I mm-hmm. Like you said, there was no real talks about Dewey, n- nothing to acknowledge the fact that we lost him in the last nothing. one. Yeah, that's true. It's almost like they were kind of like trying to forget the, like, I get it. You know, it was almost kind of like it wanted to make the characters be like, they wanted to forget the events that happened. Like they want to forget the trauma. Yeah. But it was almost like they like legit just forgot. <laughs> yeah. everything that happened they and, did uh, but they had no problem bringing up how many times did they bring up sydney i'm like why why twice, do we even maybe this? i think it was too 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 many for me because i'm like let's not even bring her name into this because it's very yeah. clear and it's just clear that she's not a part of this why do we have to even bring up sydney mm, that for yeah. me i just I, I didn't see why they needed to do i that mean thing. me personally like i would have rather have not had any mention of Sydney at all. Like I'd rather it have been just like they moved on, she's gone her own separate way and you just kinda got that in- that yes. kind of like inclination. I th- yeah. I think they had to address it in some way because of all like the 
drama behind the scenes of not paying her what she was worth. I think they had to say something. I think what they said was fine. I think that's all they could have said. Um, I thought the lines of dialogue about Sydney were fine where she's like, she deserves her happy ending, but I am a avid hater of Kincaid. I hate that she's with Kincaid. (laughs) I hate that guy so much. So when she was like, she took Mark and the kids somewhere safe, I'm like, damn right. Because Mark cannot hold his own. Uh, Sydney has to <laughs> Sydney Sydney wears the pants in that relationship because in Scream Three, Kincaid gets his ass whooped many times and just looks like a fool. That's true, and he is not deserving of Sydney Prescott. Period. And so I just roll my eyes at Kincaid, but I didn't mind the line of dialogue where Gail's like on her last breath and she's like, "Don't tell Sydney he got me. Don't tell Sydney Ghostface got me." I was like, "Ooh, I don't mind that." Um, yeah. I just wish that scene would have been better. I guess. Meaning that you wish she would have died. <laughs> well, I, don't know if, I don't know if I wish she would have died because, I mean, I guess I do because I was so annoyed with the direction they took her character. Um, but I also want, I want to like Gail before she's dead. Um, I want her death to mean something because um, we're never going to get a Gail Weathers ever again. We're never going to get a Dewey Riley or a Sidney Prescott. So if you can't take true. the time to write these characters the right way, don't fucking do it. Don't bring them in these movies. Um, they exactly. mean a lot to a lot of people. Exactly. Yep. That's very true. That is very true. They do mean a lot. They do mean a lot. They've, they've been there since the beginning. They, they're franchise, you know, icons. They're horror mm-hmm. icons in their own specific right. And um, the one thing I will say is, uh, I know we're jumping around a lot, but uh, <laughs> with uh, with Six, I do like during her chase scene when uh, she was on the phone with Ghostface. And she, can you hold, please? <laughs> can you hold? Yeah, I was just like, that's great. I like that. That was funny. He goes, huh? <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was like, that's perfect. That's actually perfect. But if you actually listen very carefully, there was that scene where she like turned around and she shot at the door that Ghostface mm-hmm. was behind. You could hear, um, I can never remember her fucking name. Quinn. Jesus. Quinn. There we go. I keep wanting to call her Olivia. Oh, you can kind of hear. Yeah. You can hear a little. Yeah. Oh, or something. Yeah. You can hear her like grunts. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <gasps> that that also pisses me off because that means Quinn took out like a six foot five big old dude in the apartment, threw him through like a bookshelf. Mm-hmm. Yes. No way. No. Yeah. There's <laughs> no way. And I hate being like that because like, yes, females could kill people. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But like, right. this was so Mrs. Far... Loomis. Yeah. So far. <laughs> Okay, but the thing is, is I could see the rage with Miss Loomis because... Oh, that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Randy, yeah. you know, talking bad about yeah. Billy. I can see that because she didn't have to do much to move him. But you're right, this huge fucking dude in Gail's apartment. And she just <laughs> threw the thing. But then she can't kill Gail. Come on. Gail's um, like... Yeah. Gail's um, very brittle, I, I shall say. There's no way. Super, yeah, super that's true. I don't know. It's just that, and it was good to see a phone chasing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm happy that we had another yeah. like on the phone interaction as it's moving because I feel like that's very reminiscent of, you know, one yeah. and two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it kind of goes back. That scene for me kind of goes back to like what Kevin was saying about how like they kind of made her, they made Gail's character the development a little bit on the rougher side because she, she feels a little more clumsy 
in this one. Yeah. Like mm. she's not as like together mm-hmm. as she is in the other previous entries. So like it's just like that scene where she's like like I get it, you know, everyone's trying to panic and you know, when she was when she was trying to open the safe to get her gun. Yeah. Oh, man. It, it's something about it. It's just like I like I I'm looking at it and I'm just like, you know, I've known Gail for like five movies now. She is like top of her game. Like she yeah. will fucking pick something up and throw it at you. Like she will she will find yeah. ways to like, you know, devise a plan. But yeah. It just made her seem like kind of more helpless in mm-hmm. this chasing, which I was kind of frustrating me at the same time. Um, and then also considering the fact that they made this ghost face, which obviously was Quinn, but um, that whoever was under that mask was very fast. Like yeah. they, she was like tossing him through like glass tables and like tripping him and stuff like that and throwing shit at him, and he recovery was just like he jumped over a couch she, i was just like holy shit mm-hmm. and that's why i was just like she's got no chance of surviving this yeah. <laughs> to your point about um gail and the legacy characters like being way smarter um than how they're being written now totally like these are savvy veterans yeah. of the franchise they have been through the ringer they are not going to go fumbling on their way out they're yeah. not they're going to die. Their death is going to mean something. They're going to go out the right way. And if you can't write that, get away from this franchise, man. I'm too passionate about it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like exactly. they're like dumbing down the characters instead of making Ghostface smarter. I feel like they're just making everyone seem so like, oh, helpless and weak, but like make him stealthy, like make it mean something instead of dumbing down all these characters and like how yeah. they get killed. I think it's it's yeah. it's like a cop out in a sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, you you, you can't disrespect these characters. You really can't. I feel like it's such a level of disrespect because it's just so like they're they're clearly making it a certain way, which is fine because obviously right. it's developing into its own, you know, its own. But I just I can't get with it. I just feel like it's such a a kick in the crotch. To, yeah, to and um, it, is. it is, and and I know that these are just movies. Like I get that, but you know, man, like these movies have brought a lot of joy to me and to a lot of people, and um, they they just mean so much. Like these, like you can relate to these characters. They're likable. They're endearing. They're emotional. Um, they're they're almost kind of like part of your family in a sense because you've watched them grow up your whole life, and so. Um, yeah, so when people are just like, you know, it's just a movie, well, it's, it's really kind of not. Like, it it means a lot. And so, you know, if you're going to end these characters' storylines, um, do it respectfully. Do it the right way. Or just um, t- just don't don't touch it. Don't do it at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the last thing I'm like, I kind of want to bring up right now is the um, – uh, it was the fact that – when I watch Scream 5, I'm going to call it Scream 5, even though it's titled Scream, which I really don't know why they did that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it bothers me to this day. Um, when I saw it in theaters for the first time, I was just like, okay, that was fine. And then I saw it again, like, I don't know, like maybe a few months afterwards. And I, I think I watched that Paramount Plus, And I was like, okay, it's, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Something about it, I don't know, maybe it just doesn't age right. Because a rewatch, I, you know, the the when I had to rewatch it before I after seeing six, I really hated it. 
And I was just like, I hate every direction it took. I was just like, something about this is just a god awful mess. And that's why I'm wondering if this one is kind of going to have that same effect let down the road. Cause yes, now I've seen it twice, but I've seen it in the theaters. Yeah. And I'm just like, what if it doesn't hold that rewatchability? What if I find mm-hmm. more faults with it down the road? Mm-hmm. And I kind of hope I don't because I feel like this one stands as a better um, kind of like franchise entry compared to the fifth one. Definitely. Like if I had to switch them around, like I would just completely just like give the fifth one the ax. Like I would throw that in the pile and burn it. Like I <laughs> hate that fucking movie with a passion. Yeah. And then I would move this one up there. Um, but it, it's also so baffling because I'm just like, and then I saw the weekend box office come in and I'm just like, to know that this one did a franchise best of like 45 million opening weekend. And then I thought to myself, I was like, was there something I missed? Yeah. I, was like, I was like, what happened? Because everyone I've seen, um, there's only one other person I know that also didn't care for it. He actually disliked it more than I did. But mm-hmm. everyone else I know has given it like a four, four and a half. Five, yeah. A I've seen a lot of love for it. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it in like, the number two spot, like one one or four being the number yeah. one and then two or this one and i'm like huh <laughs> i know it's it's bad it's wild and I, I think to myself i'm like is there something that i really missed but i'm yeah. like you know what things appeal to different people yes so things will kind of hit a different spot with different with different audience totally so yeah art art yeah art is subjective and i'm not gonna say yeah like i said you're you're wrong for thinking this movie's perfect um because if it man if, it, if you love it love it um <laughs> you know i'm I, I love that it's doing so well that's so awesome that you know the horror genre is thriving and these horror icons are thriving but it hurts because this property means so much to me and it's just not it's just not working for me and it and it hurts I I feel that on so many levels because like you said, horror is such, it's, it's so big right now. Like you had smile, an independent film that, you know, crushed the box office, terrifier two, you know what I mean? Skin of a rink. Yeah. All these amazing like movies that have come out and they're, they're blown, you know, just, it's amazing. But Mm -hmm. like Halloween, that franchise, because Halloween is so important to me, that franchise with their take completely ruined it for me and and and, yeah. and like, in his, in, like and i don't want to go on the halloween tangent but like screams the same way it's very important to me but i feel like it's just not a, it's not appealing to me and i i will not be the one to say oh i like it just to kind of like fit in and say that i like it i won't do it like i really just feel like these movies are i don't know what they are and like kills mm-hmm. and halloween ends to me like they broke my heart it's 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 just so yeah well this world we live in is so like quick to pull the trigger and it's so harsh and mean like when did it become not okay to have criticisms and critiques and like um debates about stuff like like i think a lot of people are genuinely afraid to say this wasn't that good and we're just going to give it four or five stars just because a lot of people loved it and we're, we're supposed to do that. But I've just never operated in that way. Like, to be honest, I don't like 
any of the Blumhouse Halloweens, even 2018. I think that's the best movie out of the bunch. Yes. But I just really despise all three of those. I think they're very poorly written movies. And it just doesn't feel like Halloween or Michael Myers to me. It's just so weird. So they're very, it's a weird trilogy. That the last yeah. entry was just like, I think that was the most toxic I've seen the, the like the horror community because since being in it, I've met amazing people. People have been mm -hmm. super respectful of your opinions. You know what I mean? Like, and I try to do the same, but when that came out and I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Because that was literally nothing to do with Halloween. People were saying, oh, you're not a, you didn't understand it. You're not a real Halloween. Oh, that's the worst. What people and I was that. like, excuse Yeah. Like I never get <laughs> yeah. things, but so I was like, wait a second. Mm. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get very offended like, by that because it's, it's, you know, like everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Everyone's, everyone's entitled to feel a certain way about a certain movie. Mm -hmm. And like, I will publicly say, like anyone can ask me, I'll publicly say Halloween ends is probably one of the worst movies of all time. Like, I think that I is try... a fucking <laughs> disaster. <laughs> I, I tried watching it for the first time since I saw it in theaters. Um, and man, when I left the theater, I I just felt like that movie so rancid. Like, I felt sick to my stomach, the way they mm -hmm. treated Michael Myers. And just, like, the aesthetic of the movie just yeah. made me feel so sick. And yeah. um, I didn't hate, like, the, the idea of the story, but don't do that in a Halloween movie. I, no. I just, yeah. I could talk about that movie forever, but I tried watching it just to put it on <laughs> while I was eating dinner. I cut it off like 30 minutes in. I'm like, I just, this movie has no like ability, even with them kind of quote unquote going for it, even though they're copying Christine and other movies. I just, I, I can't. Yeah. And I like weird stuff. Like I love Rob Zombie's movies. H2 is my favorite mm -hmm. movie in the franchise. I know Jordana hates that. She hates, <laughs> I think she hates H2, but I love that movie. It is but I'm so. Happy you enjoy it. Like that's yeah. awesome that you have and that. I, yeah. And I get the hate for it. Like I, I, I get it. Um, I, it's a very polarizing movie, but I think it is so ballsy and unique and bold and brutal. And it just feels like a true horror tragic movie and i love it for that and so yeah yeah but halloween <laughs> ends is just bleh, it's just so bad it was yeah. like i i wanted to i wanted emotion i was so excited <laughs> like like i felt like when, like going to see screen five i watched the the trailer the final trailer that they dropped before and the way that the trailer was designed i'm like this is going to be epic like i was so excited for yeah, it and then when true. it happened i was so let down and i felt like that's one of those moms where you're having the conversation with your kid you're like i'm just really disappointed in you <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> it really shatters your heart because it's just you expected more and then yeah. you get this like false advertisement for ends like the final showdown what showdown like what happened nothing well, and, well. and you know if i had my way i would have just made it like um not as brutal as kills, but I would have had so much of the original Halloween and then had like a brutality ending where Lori is like gripping Michael's face and like she gets yeah, stabbed yeah. and she's dying. And then she says something like iconic to him and then he dies and they die together. You know what I mean? Like something yeah, where we would have had closure and been like, that was amazing. That's all I wanted. I agree. I think Halloween ends could have had the perfect ending, but I think, there was too much damage that was done with kills. I think they went so yeah. in, 
far in left field that there's no way they could have reeled that back in. Um, I, I don't know how y'all feel about Halloween H2O, but that is like my second favorite movie in the franchise. I think I love that movie's so poetic. And I think you really can't top that ending where she like faces her fear. She yeah. goes back and she cuts his fucking head off. Like that's the, that's my trilogy. Yeah. That's my trilogy ending. That's what I said with yeah. that. That's my favorite timeline now. And I hate to, I, the meaning of like talking about it is just, watching these franchises be so big and i'm i'm happy that people who might not have had that love like we do for the originals and like you know the original timelines that they have this now i love that because it's just breeding a new generation of horror lovers which the more the merrier you know and i'm happy mm -hmm. but personally for me having to take the brunt of it and not enjoying it i'm kind of just like yeah. outing yeah. on the corner like god damn it so yeah. It's, it's always a rough experience. That's a rough experience. Like, you, you don't want to see them dwindle. You never yeah. want to see mm -hmm. them dwindle. Um, you always want to see, like, even if they go on forever, you always want to see them, like, hold that flame and be, like, still totally. like, so exciting and kind of, yes. like, a whole experience to watch. And, um, you know, sadly, Halloween has hit that point where it's not anymore. Yeah. Um, which is very, very sad. Um, It'll come back. I'm I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. I like too. I yeah, like I I love to rewatch like the original ones. So like the first two, and then I the thing that I like about Halloween three is I like it as its own movie, and I don't really mm -hmm. count it in Halloween like the Halloween franchise. So I like it as its own standalone kind of yeah um, storyline. Um, but I also do really like four. And then I also like H2O and I, I like, um, um, I do like Rob Zombies too, but I, um, no offense, Kevin. No, <laughs> I, no, no, no. Like You're H2 good. is like H2 isn't like my favorite. Like I like, good man. I watched it and I was just like, okay, I get what he was doing. So yeah, I, like I appreciate it, mm -hmm. but I really like the first Rob Zombie Halloween. Like, it was brutal. It was intense. Yes. The scene and it feels, it feels like October. It feels like Halloween to me. Yeah. You yes. know? Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm sorry I cut you off. I didn't mean to do no, that. Um, but H2, like H2 still feels like Halloween to me, but it also feels like a very freezing cold November 1st morning. Like it just feels so, so cold. I love how cold that movie feels. Um, yeah. but I'm glad you like at least one of the Rob Zombie movies. I'm not a Rob Zombie guy, really. I'm not a big fan of his, his movies, but, yeah. but I, I love his Halloweens so, so much. If yeah. it makes you guys feel any better, like there, his movies have gone up in my ranking after watching ends. So like H2 is <laughs> the because of that's good. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. That's like a thousand times better than ends could ever be. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, even, uh, you know, ran, totally random side note. I think Blair Witch 2, even though that's like the hot mess that it is, I think that's better than Ends. <laughs> Ooh, yes. I, I haven't seen that in so long. I got to rewatch that. The The first Blair Witch is like maybe my favorite horror movie ever. Yeah. So maybe. It, like it's it's the Blair Witch Project, Scream, Halloween. Like they are always like right there. Um, I love the Blair yeah. Witch Project. Great fucking movie. Yeah. It's so much fun. Um, but the thing, the thing with, uh, 2018 Halloween before, before we dive back into like the actual topic, which was scream. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before we forget. Um, 
the 2018 Halloween, the thing that still flashes in my mind is the scene when he was chasing her around the house and she was crawling in that like attic space. And he like shoved, I don't know if it was like an, a baseball bat or an axe or hand, Oh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah. Like he was like, like shoving like a two by four or something. Yeah. And I was just like the, the intensity of that scene like gets me and that still lives in my mind. That's probably mm-hmm. one of the coolest scenes I've seen. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, that, that was good. That was good. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Like I, I thought she was going to die and I was like panicking when I saw it's it. It's brutal. Like, Holy shit. It, it does that, that, third act where they're in the house and then she gets out of the house she goes back in the house it drags a little bit but i do love that scene and i love the ending where she shoots him in the head and blood like splat like it's all over her face and her mouth and she's yeah. screaming that's halloween to me yeah. man yeah. So cool. yeah so good it's so good all right well uh <laughs> officially back to scream um oh yeah so uh that's a good that's a good uh topic i kind of want to do a ranking that'd be fun okay. to see what everyone's ranking is yeah. um so i'll let whoever wants to go first go first Kevin, you wanna go first? <laughs> yeah i'll go first we're doing right. screen ranking screen ranking yeah okay so i'll do um best to worst we'll do that okay um, All right. So number one scream 96 the og never ever going to be touched one of the best Absolutely. not not even just best horror movies best movies ever like the best opening best finale it is a pillar in cinema it is a perfect fucking movie um scream three comes in at number two i love scream three for all the reasons i said i think it's so rewatchable and just like very charming and endearing and funny but also still has like um some levity to well, well has levity and logic and realism and the horror is is just enough for me to not be like this is this is a little too comical like i just love sydney in this movie she's such a badass um i love the opening i love cotton going out that way i think christine uh, cotton's girlfriend is really believable when she's screaming and running for her life and i love the soundtrack and and all all of wes's scream movies so scream three is at number two number three is scream two um i like it I like it a lot. It's not my favorite, but I feel like I cut that one on maybe the most. I throw that one on the most, I think, out of all three yeah. of them. There's, the, there's a rewatchability about it, and uh, yeah, it's got, it's got a great cast, and there's some really, really good scenes in that movie. So that's at number three. Here's where things get, get interesting and tricky. So I flip-flopped on these last two, but at number four, I'm going to go scream four. It's not as visually pleasing as Scream 6, but I think the Olivia kill scene and Jill, like, kicking her own ass, Jim Carrey, liar, liar style, is really fun. And I love her at the end of the hospital where she's just like, get up, bitch, move. And she's just so, like, crazy. I just think that's a really unique idea. And so I'm going to give the... um, the substance of Scream Four. Um, I'm gonna give that. I'm I'm gonna move that up higher than just like the optically pleasing movie that is Scream Six, which comes in at number five. Got a lot of problems with Scream Six, like I think we all do. Um, but it is a very beautifully beautiful looking movie, and at times there is like some some good shit in it. Like I love the opening, and I love the first third of it. 
like when we're bonding with these characters and you're really feeling their their bond and their cohesiveness um until it really just like becomes so embarrassingly convoluted and contrived and silly so that was disappointing and then last place is uh old scream five which is <laughs> the only one that i really hate out of all these movies is scream five. Oh yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a good for ranking. Sure. Yes. For sure. All right. Jordan, thank you. you thank go? you. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so mine will one, two, three in that order because I just, mm-hmm. I, I love them for what they are. The direct, like, just the order that they go. Um, like, three with, with the comedy, like Parker Posey. I, she, yeah, she's so yeah, good. She's so good. And that one scene where, like, they're like when where they're at um, what's his name, the director's house. Milton. And, yep, he yeah. just punch everyone. Like, oh shit! <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought it was so funny, but like at the same time, you're like, oh my god, like who's where is he going? Where is he coming from? When she's running down the stairs, you hear the knife open, and she's like, swing yeah. back up. Yeah, I love everything about that. Two perfection. One, yes. So. Here, though, I have to put six at four because I really, I don't like four. And I tried many, many times to, to like it. Like, I went and saw it with my best friend who I saw Scream 2 in theaters with. And, like, my, you know, my husband and boyfriend at the time, we all went. I was so excited to see it on the big screen, to have Scream back on the big screen. And I, screen, and I was so, I just, I can't get into it. I don't really see the, anyway, so. So six is going there, four is going at five, and then five is last. Yeah. Hot pile of garbage. Yeah. That's a good ranking. That's a good ranking as well. That's yeah. a good, yeah, that is definitely a good one. Um, before I get into mine, which you guys are probably going to be a little surprised at the way mine goes, but yeah. I, I'm very happy that the Scream franchise has never gone the direction of Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> like that movie I try my absolute best to forget happened but yeah honestly if I think about it there's moments in that movie where I still feel like I kind of kind of have this weird like B movie off-putting kind of charm yeah as opposed to Halloween ends like Halloween ends I Oh yeah, hate everything about it. Like I put resurrection. I put resurrection above kills and ends. I, like yes. all three of those movies are trash to me, but at least like resurrection knows it's trash yeah. and it's yeah. at least watchable trash. It's um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the yeah. time, Trick it was perfect because it was just like <laughs> yeah. like the live stream and the technology for the time. It was. It was. Oh it, man. Yeah. It's a decent watch if you kind of like yeah. the beginning with the whole kissing your brother and the whole Lori thing. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> like that. that whole scene. Is- <laughs> <laughs> oh. I would take that over the, the other. That is, oh man, where Lori has like a weird booby trap form on top of the insane asylum. Oh yes. man, I forgot about that. <laughs> like, That's so that. weird. Yeah, that was that was like the worst part. <laughs> that, that was the worst part of the movie. It's like it's almost like they knew they got the worst part of it first, and they were like, "Okay, let's let's give them the rest of it now." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that I was like, "Okay, okay." Yeah, but um, so my screen ranking is going to be, of course, the '96 screen, 
It's yeah. perfect. It's amazing. I watch it religiously every year. I can quote mm -hmm. the opening line with Casey word for word. I think it's brilliant. I think the writing throughout the entire movie is brilliant because not only is it, it builds on that sense of being kind of creepy because you know, this shit can obviously happen. And it's just like, it still kind of keeps that humor in there to where you're kind of mm -hmm. like, you're trying to like have that good balance. And I think all the kills are very creative. I think they're fun. Um, yeah. Even Rose McGowan in the garage store. <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> I think it's great. Um, number two is probably going to be Scream 2. I think only because mostly because Scream 2 is just so iconic. And because of the fact that it's, you know, like you can easily remember the opening scene with Jada Pinkett. You can easily remember the scene with, um, with the cop car when they're climbing out of the cop car, which I feel like honestly, such a great scene. That's oh, such a good scene that builds such a perfect tension Yes, that I thought for sure, like I knew someone was going to die, but I like, it just kept like building to where you were just like, when are they going to die? Who's going to die? That, Who, that shot of Sydney where she comes into frame, where she's going across the face of Ghostface. that yeah. intensity dude is so, so fucking good. good. Yeah. So they're like good. staring in Ghostface's eyes because you want to look and, and she's like, trembling. Yeah, she's yep. trembling and she's like, who is this? Yes. Man, it's great. <sighs> and it's just like, and you know, like the good thing about these movies is the score. The score is yeah. just yeah. so fucking good. Yes. Like you, you feel it. You just feel the tension. You feel the mm -hmm. fear and excitement. Um, so third, <laughs> it's actually going to be Scream 4. I knew it. Yeah, I knew it too. There's a lot of love for Scream 4. Yeah. I I had this kind of like weird like up and down for a few years with Scream 4. It's uh, I know it's goofy. I know it's kind of like all over the place. It's I even after watching it now, I'm like that opening scene is just too chaotic. <laughs> I'm like, there's just way too much happening. Like I get what they were trying to do. And yeah. I appreciate what they're trying to do, but it's just so fucking chaotic. Um, I really like the brutality scene of Olivia getting killed. I love the tension it builds because not only are the girls watching it from across, like from neighbor neighboring houses, yeah. it's Kirby's on the phone with the killer and she's like inching towards the closet. She's like, no, I know you're fucking with me kind of thing. And it's mm -hmm. just kind of like, She's trying to doubt it, and you're trying to doubt it, and you're just like, like it just creates a sense of kind of like uncomfortable uh, feeling. And then I just, I just love the scene with Jill. I, I love the reveal of Jill and Charlie being the killers, and then Jill just knifing Charlie and being like, <laughs> they always love a final girl. They always love a sole survivor. That's what gets the news, baby. And then, you know, like you mentioned before, like the scene when she was in the hospital, it's that moment when, <laughs> when she was just like, she was like, oh, I'm so sorry about, you know, about Gail. And he's like, oh, she's, she, she survived. She's actually fine. It's like that look on her face, like, oh, fuck that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, it like, I love it. And I, and I knew she was going to come back after and she was just like, I, ugh, it's just so good. <laughs> Yeah. And of course, like when they fucking electrocuted her with the defibrillator. Clear. 
Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, it, I laugh so hard every time. I do love that ending as like over the top as it is. You know, Dewey gets knocked out with the bedpan and there's like <laughs> no security or like workers anywhere to be found. And like, why is there a defibrillator in in the room? Um, but it's it's still fun. It's really fun. And I love Jill Roberts. Like, she looks really cool at the ending with her. She's got a red eye and she's all mangled up. It's cool. She does. And you know what's really funny about that is I never would have thought to see Emma Roberts do a role like that. And when I heard that she was cast in Scream 4 when, I, when it initially came out, I was worried. I was like... I, of course, you know, didn't know she was going to be the killer, but it's just, like, I didn't know, like, how she was going to, like, be in a horror movie. Because that was, like, yeah. the first time. And I love how she was able to, like, encapsulate that kind of, like, oh, I'm, like, this scared little frail child over here. But no, bitch, <laughs> like, I'm going to flip the switch and I'm going to, you know, I'm the one who's actually fucking psychotic. Yes. Yeah. And I love it. She, um, she was awesome in American Horror Story. So when she was casted, I was like, yeah. Take the, I thought too. I'm like, they're not. There's no way she's the killer because they're making her like the, the you yeah. know the main character. And then I thought about it. I'm like, this bitch could flip the switch at any point in time because she's pretty brutal in American Horror Story and like some of the seasons. So I'm like, that was great casting. It was. Good I love the shot. I love the shot after Sydney's like passed out um, at Kirby's house and and um, Jill's like kicked her own ass and then she like like hobbles over to Sydney and she falls down next to Sydney. She's like mirroring Sydney. That's yeah. a really cool shot. That's that a, is cool a really shot. cool shot. I remember everybody in the theater was like, like dying when she was like, you know, beating herself <laughs> up. up. I was like, it's so ridiculous, but I, I just love when she like positioned that knife and she like ran into the wall. I was you like, can feel it. Yeah. You feel it. And I'm just like, I know this bitch is oh. psychotic. Like, she yeah. is unhinged. She is the <laughs> definition of unhinged. And um, so moving from that one, then it's going to be Scream 3. Um, yeah. I, I do like Scream 3 a lot. And I was I scared that it was really going to be lower. I'm like, ah. No, no, no. I think, I think Scream 3 definitely gets a lot of hate that it does not deserve. Yeah. It is a lot of fun. It's um, it's a little silly in the, in the retrospective, like who the killer is, like once it's revealed. But I feel like you can still kind of vibe with it once you get the reasoning behind it. Once you hit the confrontation between Roman and between Sydney, and you just have the whole like scene build and build and build, like it, you can still have so much fun. And then with all the side yeah. characters, you know, with of course. I mean, of course, Jenny McCarthy is, like, being the worst, but <laughs> uh, Parker Posey is just so good. She makes that movie. She's, She's so really good. funny. She's really funny, and I, I love it so much. And, you know, it, 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 it just has, like, this kind of – it's something about it. It's, like, it takes a sense of wanting to be something different. And I can see where they were trying to go with it. And they, they still made it fun. Like, yes. even if it's a completely different take from Scream 1 and Scream 2, it's just, like, you still have fun, like, watching the whole thing just unfold. Mm -hmm. um, next, I'll put Scream 6, for sure. Yes. Because yes. <laughs> Scream 6 was nicely shot. So I like... 
I really, really like the bodega scene. Like, I had yeah. so much fun with the bodega scene. Even during the trailer when I saw it happen, I was like, oh, that's interesting. It's an interesting twist. And then once I saw it play out, and then when I saw it the second time and I saw it in Dolby Cinema, I was, like, feeling the, like, the sounds. And it's, like, of course, much louder, much more intense. Yeah. Like, you can hear and feel the shotgun. Yeah. There's, like, mm-hmm. it's, like, mostly quiet. There's no kind of... There's no goofy dialogue either. It's just very yes. intense. Yeah, yep. very intense. And I like what they wanted to do with that scene. And I love that that whole part. Um, then we get into the last one, which is Scream 5. <laughs> which I yeah. will not say anything else about, but that it is <laughs> a fucking mess. And it pisses me off at how much of a mess it is. Because it mm-hmm. has so much potential. Yeah. That's... That's a that's a very good rating. And just to touch on kind of all of these movies in the franchise, and I think why I love the first three so much is because they're they're so cinematic and there's a, a, a warmth to them. Um, like, they do such a good job at balancing the levity and the horror. And, like, I know there's silly aspects of it, but there was always still a sense of danger and logic in yes. Wes's movies. Oh, yeah. And I think in Radio Silence's movies, they have just like really focused way too much on meta-ness and comedy and, you know, like stuff that just never made Scream scream. And, uh, you know, I think long gone are the days of imposing killer reveals and a motive that had like an ounce of like validity to it. Um, everything just feels very paper thin with the motives. And I mean, that's going to happen when you rush into production, like two months after your movie just came out, like this scream six was greenlit very quickly. So they didn't have much time to write the script. So it's going to be messy. And I know messiness happens the further along we get with these horror franchises, but I don't know. Um, I just think Wes's movies are just so cinematic and, and so special. And um, yes, they always will be. And I just wish the writers, and the, the the creative team behind these newer screen movies felt that same way. And not, I guess I'm not saying that they don't. I just don't like the direction they're taking the franchise. It, it's you 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 think that they are because I feel like they tried to advertise that they are like in the first one they named a character West and then for West. Yeah. And there's no there's 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 nothing even closely remote to West Craven in five and i you know dylan was one of my favorite characters and you killed him and then i saw the another thing too i don't know if you guys got and i don't mean to go off on a tangent because i know we're trying to wrap things up but how Wes (laughs) got killed five with like the door like he got killed at the door the therapist with the whole door scene and then he got through the door and i'm like can you have some like unique kill instead of something that kind of seems recycled from yeah that's right substance right some substance like Like Wes's movies had creativity and substance. And I just think radio silences screams are just like optically pleasing movies, but there's no soul or there's no substance there. And um, that's kind of it for me. And I honestly think that they're, they're bad movies like hiding underneath the beloved property and horror icon. Yeah. And they're they're definitely writing that coattail. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And people, people that are like, like you know we said before saying oh it's a five five stars it's great they're not helping because like it's never going to change if we keep if we keep you know saying this is amazing they're going to keep making them and they're going to keep popping out like Mm -hmm. baby seahorses you know like it's ridiculous yeah that is very true 
I will say the only thing I will say is that Radio Silence, when I heard that they were doing these movies, I personally, there was a lot of people that were really excited because they were just like, yeah. oh yeah, Radio Silence is doing these and it's going to be like really exciting to see their vision. I didn't know who the fuck they were, but I was excited to see someone else's take. So yes. like I was completely open-minded with everything. So I was completely here for it. I, it does not matter who, to me who directs it. Exactly. Um, but I don't know. I feel like they're taking this, these movies in such a direction where it's, they're kind of scared to go that extra mile. They're scared to really like push its limits. And I know they can. And especially with this being like, this is almost like reintroducing the franchise to a whole new generation. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you're going to reintroduce this franchise, like you have to make it intense. Because then people well, are going to want to, like, go back and watch the originals. And yeah. the originals are, like, a thousand times more intense than these could ever be. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you're never going to live up to Sidney Prescott, Dewey, and Gail. Oh, yeah. Like, you're never going to write better characters than that. And I, I get that. I think, you know, amp up the brutality. Sure. They they kind of got that down somewhat. But just give us characters that are enjoyable to be around, that are realistic, that you can yeah. latch on to and you care about. I don't need to have a new Sydney Prescott. Just give, just give me somebody I care about. And yes. that's, that's, yeah. that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So real quick, though, on, on the whole radio silence thing, I didn't know who they were either. I had no idea, like, what they, like, what they, what they made. But I just watched uh, a movie on Tubi called Southbound, and it's an anthology, and they were a part of it. And... Hmm. It's oh. really, it's really good. Like I, I really enjoyed the stories and they're kind of quick. Cause it's like, I think there's like five stories in it, but maybe that's their wheelhouse because they, the, yeah. the way that it was done, it, it felt very like unique. interesting. Okay. And, yeah. And organic. And I'm just like, okay, maybe that's more of like what they should be doing because they did it really well. It's like one of my favorite um, newer movies that I watched. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is just kind of like, I don't want to say out, I hate saying like out of their league, but maybe it's just not for them. In their wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's I, not their fourth I was introduced uh, to them. Have you guys seen Ready or Not with Samara Weaving? Oh, yeah. 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 I, I, so I saw, that was the only Radio Silence movie I saw. And I was like, that was fun. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed um, it too. It's, it it's, it's quick. It's quick. It's fun. It's gory. So I was like, I could see them taking on Scream, but, but their Scream... Screen five really didn't feel anything like ready or not. I'm like, did, did the same guys really direct this yeah. movie? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's why I'm wondering if maybe there's a lot of maybe studio interference that we're just not, we just don't really know about, but yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean that, of course that like that tends to happen with a lot of movies, but I mean, I, I, I of course saw ready or not and I really like that. That's a lot of fun. Like I had yeah, a lot I of fun it, when you see that. Didn't realize that and, that was them. Maybe because I don't pay I don't pay attention to like that stuff so mm-hmm. much, but I didn't realize that that was them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and you know, like for me with with these movies, what really gravitates me towards Scream is it's not just the slasher. Like I know it kind of like tends to be categorized in a slasher horror way. I consider it like a horror suspense, and I yes. like the way they build that. Um, but me personally, I've always loved slasher movies. 
I they're like like one of my biggest guilty pleasures. Like even if they can be like the corniest fucking movie on the planet, like I will have the best fucking time with it. Because mm-hmm. and from like <laughs> from like when I was like I think like maybe six or seven, like I back in the day like I always wanted to be a part of movies, mm-hmm. but back then I wanted to be like in front of the camera. Now I'd rather be like behind. Yes. And uh, when I was in, when I would want to be in front of the camera, I wanted to be in a slash movie. Like that yeah. was like my goal. It's fun. I yeah, wanted to be in a slash movie. I wanted to die. Like I, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it sounds so morbid, but I <laughs> <laughs> like I wanted to be the person that got you know gutted <laughs> first. Like I wanted yes. to be that person that you know. And mm-hmm. it just seems like so much fun. Like it you you can have fun with it. Like it's it builds the intensity have to make it believable but like you know it's all for show and i don't know it's just something about that but like slasher is a guilty pleasure of mine my personal favorite kind of horror is like psychological yeah yeah like psychological horror a lot so movies like um like smile i really like smile i really liked uh sissy on shutter sissy was Um, so this so was really. I haven't good. seen that one yet. This is really. Oh, good. It, it's it's really, almost like horror was... comedy in a way at times. Okay, but it's it, it plays it very nicely. Like it's very balanced. Yeah. Um, and then movies like Pearl, where Pearl's very like. I think what re- what I really liked about Pearl is a cinematic quality, mm-hmm. and I I just love Mia Goth. Like Mia Goth's just so good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. My, yeah, my, I really liked. Um, go ahead, Jordana. Yeah, this my my new slashers are the clown. I loved Terrifier, yeah. and, and I I feel like Terrifier was such a, like an unknown, not like unknown, but not like as 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 he is now. And I knew that he was going to be huge. And when two came, holy shit! Oh, yeah. Like the point. Of, I think Kevin, you said it earlier when, or maybe it was Tony about how long the movie was, and you're just like, when is this going to end? Terrifier was what two hours and forty minutes, and that felt yeah. like, that was like so much fun. It was I tricked so my husband; he was super tired, and he's like, "I don't want it." I'm like, "We're going to see it because it was the limited release in the theaters, and I mm-hmm. already bought the tickets." I'm like, "Well, I'm going," and he's like, "Okay." So we went and saw it, and I got out, and he's like, "That was really good," and I said, "Yeah, I'm I'm shocked that you sat for almost like a three hour movie." He's like, "What?" He's like, "It felt like not even two. So to have, you know." Because, I mean, it was a little bit much at the end, but still, I loved every minute of it. And I just think that he's someone that I want to see continue on. Like, I'm I'm, I'm yeah. very hopeful for their movies and what's going to come of Yeah, art. absolutely. Yeah. I love slashers. I love psychological horror. Um, Terrifier 2 was leaps and bounds, my favorite horror movie of last year. I really didn't like really anything else I, I didn't like x um i liked nope until the third act yeah. um yes. you know um but but terrifier 2 just really really gave me a second wind and like reignited my my love for filmmaking because the director like he's the writer he's the director he does the makeup effects that is insane to do and he made a damn good movie and it was just like i was sitting in the theater i was like i'm gonna cry this is so good (laughs) um this is this is and like the budget was nothing 
Um, I mean, it was a little yeah. bit more than the first one, but it's just so cool that there's there's creatives out there that are so scrappy and can make something so iconic and horrific and memorable. And um, it was just a breath of fresh air for me. And I also really, this is another polarizing film, but Skin of Marink, a lot of people hated that because it's very abstract. It's a very abstract slow burn, but it resonated with me deeply for a lot of reasons. And also The Outwaters, um, another polarizing movie. Um, but it's, it's, it's scrappy. It's a scrappy found footage movie. And so, um, you know, there, there, there is some horror movies out there that I do like. I, I always feel like I'm a harsh critic, um, but I'm just very particular and I, I know what works and, and what you should be doing with horror. And it's frustrating to see it, um, just diluted and, and just wedged with a bunch of silliness. Um, but I'm hearing evil dead rise is fantastic. And so That's I got my fingers too. crossed for that one. Can't wait. Yes. That's like my most anticipated of this year is that one. It I looks can't. so good. Wait for that one. And real yeah. quick though, well, I, Tony, I think you, you and I talked about it, but did you got, um, did you like, don't worry, darling? I did. I, did. I thought that one was like a very different take on like a psychological, I don't know if you want to call it like horror, but I loved like everything about that movie. That was like my second favorite, favorite of uh, mm -hmm. 2023 or 2022. Yeah. Nice. I did like that movie a lot too. I, I, that movie, like when I first saw it, I wasn't sure. And then the second time I watched it, I paid more attention to like, it's kind of like it's scenery. It's like build up. And I was like, okay, I like what they did here. I like what they did here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh man. Hell yeah. All right. Well, this felt good to talk about. This was this nice. Is, yeah. This felt I feel good better now about. that I got it off my chest. I know. <laughs> I, it. I know. Well, uh, to draw this one to a close, uh, I appreciate you guys being on here and um, discussing this movie with me because this movie has been sitting in my brain for the past week and <laughs> it's been burning a hole and I had no one else to talk to about it. And I'm just like, son of a bitch, like I need to like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like rant and rave and kind of like also like stuff, but also really be mad. Yeah. And yeah, this was definitely very fun to kind of like get into like the nitty gritty of it. So, yeah, so thank um, you for having me yeah, and us and being able yeah. to chat about it. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. Same, same. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting us and having us on. This was a blast. Um, it, it really meant a lot to be invited and just to talk about horror and stuff that we're passionate about and having critiques and criticisms. And it's just, it was really cathartic. So thank you, dude. Yes, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. Always good to see like more people in like the horror community that really like and appreciate the way horror is kind of like shown and not just pass yeah. off as just kind of like, oh, it's just a scary movie. It's like, no, 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 no. No, like you have to look yeah. deeper into it. Like, it has, it has <laughs> a meaning to everyone. Um, but uh, before we leave, uh, if you guys would like, if you guys would like to um, let everyone know like where they can find you on social medias and whatnot and podcasts, um, guys, so for me, uh, Pretty Killer Podcast, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, I tweet. And uh, also uh, my second podcast with Sam, uh, Feature Creatures, DTF, uh, YouTube, and all social media platforms and streaming sites. So that's where you can find me. Nice. And you can find me um, on Instagram at watch horror films. I also have a podcast with my good friend, Burke 
at night of the comments. Although we don't do a whole lot, we don't do many episodes. We're kind of sporadic, which is nice. It gives us some breathing room to really be kind of um, decisive with what we want to talk about. We don't have like a set schedule, but um, we talk about a lot of horror on there. I think it's all horror. So, um, <laughs> you know, give that a look if you're, if you're interested in another podcast. Um, also, I'm going to plug my buddy, Mike, uh, the Take One podcast. I'm a reoccurring guest on there and he's just a really dear friend of mine and just love that guy so much and um, is a great host and just a great person in general. So check out Take One Podcast on Instagram as well as think YouTube. It's Mike Bish. So check him out there. And on YouTube, you can find me at Kevin Ketchy. Um, it's mostly just filming locations. I like to do a lot of filming locations and um, kind of artsy stuff there. So I think that's everything. So yeah, if you, if you're feeling any of that, check me out. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then as always, uh, you can catch me on Instagram, Tony J. Um, I'll put it in the description because I don't really want to spell it out because <laughs> it's very like sporadic the way I had to do it. Cause many people have the Tony J username. So, uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, of course the podcast thought bubbles underscore pod. And then yeah, definitely always send us an email thought bubbles, zero five two two at gmail.com. Um, you can always reach out to any of us. You can let us know what you guys think of the podcast and yeah. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you everyone for listening yeah. and for watching. Oddly, I'll catch you guys next week for, um, I think legally blonde, the musical. So big genre shift. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Bend and snap. <laughs> exactly exactly all right guys well thank you guys so much for being here really appreciate it and we'll catch everybody later bye, bye. later